Why Nickers? Bernard pulls the trigger. And this is a brand. Nickers is a brand. Allen Houston. Nickers means Lord. Once a neck, always a neck. You are listening to Nickish. Hope y'all are doing well as we enter the 2022 holiday season. You got your boys Mo, Nafi, and Faiz here to talk Knicks and NBA. The Knicks are 8-1 the last nine games, and it looks like the team's finally getting into their mojo despite last night's loss, but we'll get into that breakdown as well as this week's picks for the shit list and the champ of the week. But first, want to let our listeners know that we have a holiday sale from now till the end of 2022 where we're offering exclusive Nickish hoodies and crewnecks at a buy one, get one 50% off discount. And while we mentioned on our socials that you have to subscribe for the promo code, for our listeners here, we're going to hook it up. So grab a pencil, open the notes app, and just go, or just go straight to the website, nick-ish.com, and put in the promo code Holiday Nickish. No caps, spe- no special letters, nothing like that. Promo code Holiday no Nickish. Either. <laughs> no cap, no cap. <laughs> Now bring my boy Nafi. What's going on, bro? Not much, man. Holiday spirit. Pascal Siakam kind of gave us some call last night. You see where I'm going with that holiday theme? You know, motherfucker had 52 points. Like something about like all-star players showing up at the garden in a big moment when they need it and they come through with a performance of a lifetime. So otherwise, I'm doing good. Like you said, we're eight and one. So can't really complain too much. How you doing, Faze? Um I'm coming back down to earth after the loss. You know, it, it, it was nice to get the, get the streak going. I'm going to the Knicks-Bulls game tomorrow, so I really wanted to see it get to, like, 10 in a row, like, live. But, like, you know, it is what it is. Just one loss. Uh, I see a lot of people say it, and I'm going to agree with it. Like, start another streak. Tomorrow's uh, day one of another, you know? So, I'm not, I'm not yeah. feeling amazing, but uh, we'll, we'll make it through. Eight, eight and one in the last nine games, how am I supposed to, like, bitch and moan too much? Your tone got me thinking you like you plummeted down to earth though. Like, damn, bro, it's just been one loss. Listen, man, <laughs> it's eight, okay. Eight, eight in a row, I was flying high, man. Like, I was I was soaring for a while, so it does feel like a little bit back, down back to earth, a little bit. Yeah, crash like a bird. It's it's cool. all about the the habits that they created, and I think it's it's important that they maintain those habits. You know, I think a lot of people were down on the loss last night and they thought that was such a tough loss for them to, to end that streak. But for me, uh, the way I see it, if you're going to snap a winning streak, you might as well go down swinging. And I, and that's the way the Knicks were last night. They, they really played to the end. And, you know, despite that Randall miss his, the follow-up play, he, he tomahawked it in, you know? So obviously he took it personally that he missed in. I, I don't know if he took accountability for it in the press game or post-conference post-game conference, but you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he did. Um, but no, I, I think the habits that they created over the span of the last two, three weeks that we saw uh, are important. I think, you know, I think it, it goes on kind of with the theme of the of, of the new year. We all try to create our own habits and we all have a, re- a resolution that we try to keep up with. And it's so hard to maintain it individually. But when you think of a whole team and a coach and an organization trying to maintain it, it's very difficult. So hopefully we see tomorrow against the Bulls that they, they keep up with the good habits and uh, get that W. Yeah, like it's 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 super timely that we're playing the Bulls again, especially after like the double header we have. But it's just like that team is like completely down at the dumps. You know I mean, like you've seen these rumors of like Levine and they're being a rift in the locker room, and like you see Jerome's that record. Too, by the way, Jerome's yeah, Lonzo's out for the season two. You know what I mean? So it's just like 
if this Knicks team really has turned a new leaf, then they come out tomorrow, bounce back from the L last night, and like take care of business. Like they should be, they should clean up Chicago because that team is not impressive in the least. And like, like you made a good point, Mo. Like they did fight back last night. They have several moments, and like they made it exciting. You know what I mean? So that's the sign of like exactly what I had mentioned. Like a, a, a the sign of them turning a new leaf. You know what I mean? Like it seems like they the, the disposition of the team with the rotational changes and just like who's in and out the lineup and like trimming the fat, so to speak, kind of changed the demeanor of the team. You know what I mean? Like it was that trickle down effect we've been trying to see. So. Yeah, I mean, if they come out tomorrow and they, like, take care of business, be a happy camper. I mean, going to the holiday season happy because, I mean, we still got Philly on Christmas, right? But I don't know how they've been doing, but we'll, we'll get to that. But Yeah, yeah. it's growth, right? Because we've seen in games prior to the past two weeks where the Knicks will fall behind and then that's it. But now they're playing with a level of grit. You know, they went back to basics. They're playing hard-nosed defense. They've been I what I believe to be the best defense in the league the last two weeks. If you even look at the plus minus in the league, the last 15 games, they've only played about 30 games. So we're talking about half the game so far They're They have the, the highest plus minus. They have one of the highest winning percentages just the last two weeks. And right now they're placed as six seed with, with, I believe the Hawks, it is off memory Hawks. And I think Pacers and uh, another team right behind them with a couple of games behind, but you know, with the Raptors game, there's a lot to break out. Um, you know, I guess I'll start off. Pascal Siakam, like you mentioned, 52 points. He's not he's not a scrub at all at the slightest bit. I mean, he's been all NBA a couple of times, second team, third team. He's, he's a former all-star. He's a champion, uh, most improved player. So the fact that he balled out shouldn't be a surprise. It is disappointing that he still dropped 52 points and he had like 26 at the half, but the Knicks did not adjust to his game and try to just, you know, put out the fire with with Siakam. Let let other players score, but if you just look at the box score, I mean, most of the points were by him, fifty two, and I think twenty eight by by Van Vliet. So, at what point was Tibbs going to make that adjustment? I know Quinn Grimes not playing is a big factor. We did see six foot nine Cambridge still glued to the bench, so he wasn't going to come up, which pretty much means that he's not going to play in, uh, in the Knicks uniform, most likely. But they weren't able to adjust to Siakam's game, and you know, it begs the question on. What's the, what are the Knicks going to do if come playoff time if they are in the playoffs when you have when you have a, a, a long wing like Siakam but you also have Giannis you also have KD you also have um, Tatum you have Jalen Brown you have all these you have all these long wings that are better than Siakam that are, that the Knicks are going to play against you want to see Tibbs and the and the you know the team be able to make adjustments to that to that player you know I mean he's 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 more so like a big I mean. There's really not much you can really do when a guy's cooking like that, though. Because like, he even had, like, what, 10 free throws as well. So like, even without, like, the refs helping 18, out or whatever. Yeah, it was, it was a lot. I lost my count as soon as I got to, like, double digits. But, like, regardless, even without that, that's, like, what, at least 30 points on his own. You know what I mean? So, like, we, we've seen it with, like, the Tibbs' defensive scheme, too. It's just, like, he doesn't hard double unless like it's absolutely necessary and like i wasn't expecting them to like do like the super hard like swift double picking him up at full court even though siakam is crazy because like he's he's like their version of randall is like a playmaker as a big too and he brings the ball up a lot but like traditionally you wouldn't like full court press those dudes you know what i mean especially when like grimes being who he is like you mentioned that that was a loss for us like not having him in there because there's that trickle-down effect with, like, him being a defensive cog, being so good. Him not being there no more makes everybody else's responsibility, like, 
more important. You know what I mean? But I don't know. Like it's it's Pascal's a different case. Like, and what can anybody do about Tatum and like dudes like that in the playoffs? You know what I mean? But I don't know. I just feel like against this Raptors team, it was a special case of like they were getting whispers about whether they're going to tank or not. You know what I mean? So, like, they were either going to come out and roll over or, like, they would show fight. And, like, a team that were, like, several members have rings, I did expect them to come out and, like, cook. Even Van Fleet had, like, a low-key good game. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't, like, loud in the box score like Siakam. But I thought he had his moments where I was just like, yo, he's he's running the show well enough to where, you know, the Raptors put us away moments and like when we fought back the Raptors fought back harder you know what I mean like it's not enough where we had like a fake comeback they made sure it wasn't a real comeback you know so sometimes you just gotta tip your cap you know what I mean but I don't know that's just my take what do you think plays yeah I mean like you guys hit it on the nail and like there's a lot of like key factors as to why the Knicks had the game that they did. I mean, it's the tail end of a back-to-back. Like, exactly. they've been playing some of the best basketball we've seen. And it's like most said, like, at the end of the day, you still did see a lot of fight from the Knicks. Like, down 13 at the half, and then you even start the fourth quarter, you go on a run, but you're still down 10 points. And they, they fought back. They got it even within one. And, you know, uh, you do tip your cap to players like Siakam, who, who did well, but... You know, a lot of the times, I don't want to blame the refs too much. I don't want to be that guy who's on the pod who's just like, oh, fuck the refs, fuck the refs. But, like, momentum shifts because a certain on certain sides of the floor, you'll get a call. And on the other side of the floor, maybe the call, the game isn't being called the same way. So the momentum shifted towards the Raptors, and they hit the, they hit the shots when the momentum shifted, and they won the game. And it's like you said, you know, these guys have experience. And, well, Grimes not being there was definitely a key factor. And not even just, like, with specifically guarding Fred Van Vliet, but, like, He's, like, our best point of attack exactly. defender. So, like, when guys like Fred Van Vliet are, like, attacking, Grimes isn't there to make a sense of that. And I agree with Mo completely with, like, w- like why did Derrick Rose end up being the guy who was the ninth player on, you know, in the rotation? Like, I thought it could have been Cam against a team like the Raptors, who we know have length pause, you know? Like, they're that team in the NBA that's, like, different from everyone mm-hmm. else. They just find anyone who's, like, what's the height like six eight or taller six something or taller and that can shoot so they're definitely an an anomaly in terms of like matchup for the knicks like it's going to be one of our tougher matchups so it would have been nice to see a guy like cam on the floor who not only has length but can also move his feet with players like siakam because we did put length on siakam we had guys like sam harnstein but guys who aren't as like uh good with their feet they can't really shuffle and move with siakam so a lot of the time you're seeing randall like foul siakam on like small petty calls because he can't move his feet with him. And then the refs just give him the benefit of the doubt from there because they're like, the Knicks are going to foul. The Knicks are going to foul. They can't keep up with this guy. And it, it's frustrating. It is what it is. But uh, tail end of a back-to-back, the Knicks put their fight in. And it, it's like you guys said, like they really found their their strengths. They're leaning into the defensive identity. Now, without Grimes being there, you can't have that full identity. So it, it's hard to be harsh on them. But want to see a bounce-back game against the Bulls, like, like you guys said. A good team is a team that can like, just go for the kill. Slaughter them. Don't play with your food. Like just, just you know the bulls are easy. You you got we blew them out yeah, last like, week. Just, last, just don't play with Friday. your food, basically. So, like come out tomorrow. Yeah, like food, there's like. a team. Especially because I'm gonna be at the game. <laughs> exactly. Right. Let's get that W. <laughs> the team they're begging to be put out their misery. So it's like it'd be it would be poetic for us to come like just come back to our home place, you know what I mean? Just like destroy it them. Should be the butcher. Like, mop the floor with yeah. them. And on on Grimes, right? With the rotation going to eight or nine players, if we don't know if how long Grimes is out for, I don't know if you guys know. I haven't heard anything about how long he yeah. oh, possibly be out for. But 
Um, it looks like, you know, with, with the minute distribution, like RJ can't be playing 45 minutes a game. Uh, Randall can't, play, can't be playing 40 minutes a game. Brunson can't be playing 40 minutes a game. You need Cam Reddish to, you know, it, like logically speaking, yeah, he's probably going to be included in a trade, and that's why you don't want him on the floor because you don't want to, you know, risk a potential injury. But, like, you're risking even more injuries, you know, potentially with having your main guys playing OD minutes. Brother. <laughs> you know? Since when was Tim so worried about injuries, man? What happened, what happened to old Tim's? <laughs> what happened to playing your guys 48 minutes a game until they can't feel their knees? I was just, I don't know if I'm speaking for just for myself or Faiz, but, like, I was just going to ask you to take that back from the top because, like, you went to the shadow realm for a hot second on, on my end. <laughs> yo, <laughs> I know. I know, <laughs> yo. One of us, wait, Mo went to the shadow realm for a second. Now it's my no, 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 not you, Faiz. It's just like... Oh, yeah, oh, like, oh, yeah, I yeah, think yeah, I yeah, caught yeah, most yo, of what you know. saying, Mo, but, like... That's... <laughs> That's a circumstance. That's a, when you live in Jersey, your your internet be unstable, bro. Okay. All right. So basically, what I was trying to say was that, uh, and and the listeners are gonna have to hear this twice. I mean, you know, you're Maybe. welcome. The with with Grimes, Drop with Grimes potentially being out, we don't know how long he's gonna be out mm. for. I don't know. I don't know if you guys have heard, but let's say he's out for at least a couple of games. With with the current rotation, when you have eight, and you know, with Rose possibly being a ninth guy. You're really putting in a lot of minutes onto your main three guys of RJ Randall and and Brunson and Brunson and Randall played about 40 minutes and RJ played over over 45 minutes in a 48 minute game. Like you, that's right. not a that's not a consistent that, that's not something you can do consistently because if you don't want to put Reddish out there to avoid a risk of of him getting injured for a potential trade that you're gonna have, then you're you're putting even more risk by putting on your most important player in RJ Barrett or arguably most important player in RJ Barrett. And Randall and Brunson. So, you know, at some point, if if Grimes is going to be out for a couple of games, you you got to bring Fournier back or at least Reddish back. Uh, Let's do Reddish. Yeah, I mean, the the wise choice is Reddish, but I just feel like at this stage, like if 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 D Rose is getting like like time or getting burned in a game before Reddish, and I just feel like our theory or us theorizing that is all just politics at play, like. They just don't. They just don't want to play reddish and keep them like healthy for a possible deal. I think that's what it is. Cause like, especially like, like a team like the Raptors, like you mentioned, like their physical profiles. Like Cam would have been perfect. Like at least to like match up physically and just like, you know, be that four like po- power forward, like backup power forward minutes. You know what I mean? But I think it's gonna be Rose. But I definitely think we'll see Fournier before Cam. You know what I mean? Yeah. Unfortunately, I mean, like, I love D Rose and, you know, all praise to him. But I feel like the, the Knicks guard rotation right now is looking pretty solid. Like Jalen Brunson, I know he didn't have a great game last night, but I'm not going to complain about him too much. Deuce and IQ on both sides of the ball. Deuce is making timely shots. Like that he, jumper's he's coming back, amazing, you know, I mean, it's regression. IQ has finally come back from IQ came back from the dead after he saw Ice Spice, you know, sitting sitting courtside. Mm. He, he, <laughs> five, he went five for five from three. So, you know, I feel like the guard rotation is looking good. So why did we have to add D Rose to that again? You know, why not uh, yeah. let Cam I, Reddish I it's just get like, those minutes, but. Yeah. I mean it's either Cam's just like they're it, got, got him on ice for you, a you deal. Can't old dog, you, you can't teach an old dog new yeah. tricks, you know. Like at the end of the day, Tibbs is gonna rely on old yeah, reliable. Yeah. I mean, it, normally I'd be down for it, but I just feel like D-Rose don't got the same offensive pop. You know what I mean? So, like, when you do play small like that, because, like, without Grimes, like, he's, like, what, 6'4", six, 6'5", six, and, like, D-Rose obviously is, like, a 6'1 point guard. Generally, our whole, like, we're playing three guards in in our rotation. We're just smaller by default. You know what I mean? So, like, having Cam or even Evan out there probably would have balanced that out in terms of size. You know what I mean? Oh. 
especially against like the Raptors zone defense, which we saw a lot of, and that caused a lot of the Knicks turnovers where Grime, uh, uh, Reddish is one of those players who I feel like would have been pretty effective against the zone because he can make his own shot. He can do his own thing to, to get it in. But like you see guy like what, when the Knicks go up against the zone, like, I don't know. We're trying to like inbound. We're trying to get the ball into Randall, causes a turnover. I mean, it's not even Randall just the Raptors zone. This is like any team that plays his own, though. It's like shit is like an enigma to us. For sure. For, for years like, now. It's just disgusting. For years. Especially on the Knicks. I hate but, it. But I, w- so much. I will say Nick Nurse knows how to set a good zone, like in general. Like, masterful he, zone. He, masterful. <laughs> as, as a coach, like he's not. I know the Raptors aren't doing great, but like he, he's a great coach. Like, I, I feel like he's going to figure yeah. it out. Yeah. I mean, I feel like. Maybe it's just because, like, every fan base has their own bubble. But, like, anytime I do see, like, Raptors fans, like, on, on social media or whatever, like, talk about Nick Nurse, they hate his guts. And I'm just like, damn. Like, do we look? I'll take him right? off your hands. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like the grass ain't always greener. You know what I mean? But I guess it's just like every fan base hates their coach. And it's just like a cliche sometimes. But, like, damn. Like. You, you, that's the one guy you got to see for 82 games. Yeah. Season, you know? So, like, yeah. you get it is what it is. Now, the Raptors were coming off a six-game losing streak, so that's why they they came with a little bit more exactly, desperation. Yeah, like Fias yeah. mentioned, the Knicks were playing off a back-to-back game, uh, even though they destroyed the Warriors. I don't know if we're going to be getting into that. but I'm not, we, I, The Warriors got destroyed the next night by the Nets. It's San Francisco's not having a good time against New York right now. Like, it's just not. <laughs> it's not going well. I, I, first, first, well, who was the first? It was first as Aaron Judge came back. Then we got Rodone. Yeah, because then that, you get like Carlos Correa going to the Giants on like, like San Francisco. They just been getting spurned, right? That's just... <laughs> it's, it's the not Giants of San, San Francisco, Francisco. Yes, because like you know, we <laughs> all know the New York Football Giants. You know what I mean? That's the real Giants here. <laughs> the you know real I mean? Giants. Like... And yo, know, even even Brooklyn gave a fuck a spank. I, I I know we don't like to give them props here, but like ninety one, what ninety one fifty one half is is crazy. <laughs> Every borough in New York did something to San Francisco besides Staten Island. You got Queens with the Mets, Brooklyn, Manhattan, and the Bronx with the Yankees. Mm-hmm. All did something to, to San Francisco within the last, like, month. <laughs> poor poor guy. All jokes aside, though, what did y'all oh. think of that Warriors game? Because it's like, I I thought it was, that was very reassuring to me. Because it was just like, uh, well, anytime you go to a back-to-back situation, you just want to split the series. But, like, to come out, even when they didn't have Steph, they took care of business. Like, you're supposed to destroy a team without their best player. That's a sign of a a good team. You know what I mean? So, like, that to me, that proves we're not – maybe we're not good, but we're just, like, we're above average. We're, like, right where ideally we would be if, like, you know, everything we wanted came true. Like, the young guys playing, and that's what we are. And if we if we are really what we think we are, like us optimists think we are – then that Warriors game was a perfect encapsulation. They had to do that. They had to come in and take care of business, and they did. And to me, that was a, a it was a great sign or positive sign for the season, I think. But what would y'all think? At the end of the day, like, the Warriors still had Jordan mm-hmm. Poole, like, uh, one of their, you know, key pieces that they just paid, paid more than RJ, by the way. They still had Klay mm-hmm. Thompson. They still had Draymond Green, and they had their supporting cast playing. And it's like you said, like, uh, that's – that team could do something to the Knicks if they tried, but the thing is, the Knicks are one of the hottest teams in the NBA. They're, you know, going on a roll, and they didn't play with their food. They took care of business, and they didn't just win. They won like convincingly. So they didn't keep it close. When they got that 15 point lead, they put, they kept their foot on the gas, and they took it all the way. And doing that in a home crowd game against the Warriors, winning your first game in MSG against the Warriors in about like 10 years, like it's important because. 
That's what happened with the Knicks against the Nuggets. They finally were able to beat the, the Nuggets in Denver yep, this year. Yep. Like you gotta you gotta break those curses. It's, you gotta, it's you gotta move like on, whittling you know? away at like the residue of the bad reputation. You know what I mean? You see these exactly. little things where like it may not seem like a lot, but these little wins add up. You know what I mean? It's just like it, it matters in NBA circles because exactly. that's what that's what these players and that's what these guys are looking at. Like, do you think Clay Thompson doesn't have like the Knicks game circled on his calendar? Like, oh, comeback game, bounce back game. But now, you know, you come in into into MSG, you don't win that game, and like the confidence, you know, it goes down a little. It's the old, bit, it's the yeah. old cliche, like protect the garden. You know what I mean? So like, right. They came out and did and it. It was a nationally televised games, and if you look, if you look at it at any point in the future, it's going to be the Knicks defeated the defending champions by forty points. Doesn't matter if Steph is there or not there; they're the defending NBA champions. The Knicks kill them by about forty points. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I don't know if you want to talk about the Knicks or if you want to talk about James Wiseman because apparently he was the the star point of of that nice telecast for some I was, fucking I, like, reason. I was going to say I love these nationally televised Knicks games because you know everyone gets to enjoy the Knicks like us, but. If that means I have to sit through Reggie Miller talking about the Warriors' defense after they give up sixty points and a half, like I- I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Did off I the miss the headline? Did I miss the Woj one where it just right. like where it was announced that like Wiseman's a Make a Wish kid now? Like, does he get to meet John Cena next? Because like that shit was like obscene. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> this man's like, yeah. yo, I, this is his third year. Treating him like he's literally like, oh, it's little Timmy. He just learned how to walk yesterday. Like. <laughs> What are we doing? Could you could you imagine the Knicks use a second pick? I mean, of course, you know, the Warriors won a championship, blah, blah, blah. But any player that is drafted as a second pick right before LaMelo, between Anthony Edwards and LaMelo, and, like, they're getting still credit on defense, offense, like, while the Knicks are cooking him, <laughs> while he's, like, literally getting, like, flambing on the like, Knicks <laughs> court. Like... <laughs> Yeah, I mean he 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 scored how many he scored four points. Yo, he was a minus twenty nine. What yo, he has a he has a lowest plus minus in the entire game last but, night. So what the fuck were they what doing? You're missing bro? though, that minus twenty nine is just dripping with potential. We're just not seeing it. You're not seeing the forest from the trees <laughs> yeah. or whatever bullshit saying. Shout <laughs> out Shout out IQ. Five threes that night, mm. five of six. The Knicks scored more threes and than the Warriors at that game. 17 threes versus the Warriors 12 threes. So, you know, you say t- shout out IQ. I'm saying shout out Ice Spice, bro. She <laughs> the reason that he was cooking, you know? Like Hold up though. Has that ever happened? Have we ever actually had more threes than the Warriors in a game before? Is that the first time? That definitely feels like something. In that that's, era, that's in this era of the Warriors. That definitely got to feel like that, that that's something over there. So we we need a stat. We took more threes than them too. They took 35, we took 40. Yeah, there you go. I've, you know? I've got my stat feelers out. We definitely that that there's just something there. The student has become the master. <laughs> um, are we ready for shitless of the week? I feel like we we hit on uh, the key points. Yeah, okay. sure. So, Nafi, why don't you? Who did who did we pick? Who is this show? Huh? I it's in uh we got our agreement. Do we have our agreement? Oh, uh, making it sound like the Versailles, the Treaty of Versailles. <laughs> oh. Oh, this is this is you throwing me an alley oop, and I don't even know what the hell to do with it. Cause oh, like, yo, that's, that's true. you guys are the Never ones mind. that Fies, like, Fies, you, you, got, got it. you were vociferously <laughs> voicing this to me. I'm just like, all right, I, I don't know. Just, <laughs> but hey, I y'all want to take I it? Think, Go ahead. I think in the, spir- yo, in the you, spirit, you're of right, the holidays, and the spirit of like the eight, the, the, the eight game win streak. You know, we don't really want to shit on anyone on the Knicks. I think in the spirit of the holiday, job. right? Like, just keep it uh, outside of this realm of basketball. We're not always gonna be this nice, though. But yeah, yeah, we took it outside outside of basketball. You know. So, uh, as a lot of people saw... Oh, oh, oh I got the perfect value. This next person... 
got got my guys over here feeling salty. <laughs> Just go, go ahead. Quick, quick, that, this is one of those alley oops where right it goes free game. This is one of those alley oops where it goes straight into the bucket. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, just <laughs> check it back. I'll give it right back to you. <laughs> I'm warming up. It's the alley oop. You wasn't ready and you went for a layup. <laughs> like, you know, like, but you know, mo- most of, most listeners we hope are sports fans and got to watch the World Cup, got to see Messi. You know, win win a World Cup, and after the game, it's like tradition that the players who won the World Cup, them and they and their families, they're the only ones who are allowed to. You know, interact with the trophy. You know, take pictures, whatnot. And you had a chef. Like, I don't know. Salt may come out and like get in between every single one of these families. Like, get in between kids trying to salt the fucking World Cup trophy and shit. Like, it was, it was just like a grown ass man doing that. Like, come on, man. Like, I, I think I think Salt Bay made the shit list this week. Mm-hmm. Like, critical clout chaser, right? Is there. he an actual chef? I thought he was like a money launderer. No, like. <laughs> <laughs> he actually never been to culinary school, never cooked anything. Just that's why he put so much damn salt on the steak, bro. Don't taste good like that. Like, this is how I know the in, the internet has completely fried my brain. Cause like that meme, that whole moment in culture in the zeitgeist, that shit feel like ten years ago. Like Salt Bay, I could swear he blew up on Vine. Like, <laughs> I don't just, like the very yeah, fact yeah. that you y'all brought him up, I was like, oh yeah, Pepperidge Farm remembers this guy, yeah. <laughs> We should have left him on Vine if he found him on Vine. Rest in peace. Apparently, <laughs> he's uh he's he's banned from the the U.S. equivalent of I, I didn't even know we had a U.S. equivalent of the World Cup, but whatever it's called. Oh, yeah, he's the SmackDown World it. Cup. I see. I, I think Ricochet won. Yeah, yeah. Right. Loki, you could ban me from that too. I might, I might want to get banned from that too. That doesn't, <laughs> doesn't sound interesting. If I'm be honest. Uh, I think this is the first time in five years we've mentioned soccer on this podcast. So, I mean. Can I can I cheat right now and just skip right over to People's Champ and say you know what, Argentina, People's Champ, the 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 country, Messi. Messi. There, there you go, Messi. Messi, Messi. That guy. You honestly, if you're saying if you're saying Argentina, you gotta say Bangladesh yeah, right that, now. That's that's that play the game. Shout out Bangladesh. You know I mean? <laughs> Every Bangladeshi I know went from Brazil to Argentina as soon as they lost, bro. It was hilarious. You would have. You would have thought my dad was born in Argentina the way he was celebrating in the crib, bro. That's not <laughs> like, funny. Yo, all the aunties are cooking extra special meals because Argentina won. <laughs> but honestly, I like seeing my dad watch that World Cup game made me realize what I'm like when I watch a Knicks game. Yo, I was like, you're an insane I, person, a suck. psychopath in several <laughs> that countries. Must, that must suck to be next <laughs> to. Like, but oh no, that was, a, that was a crazy game, though. And in all honesty, that was. Argue that was one of the best sports games I've ever seen in my life. Mm. Like that was yeah, insane. Best World Cup for sure. But yeah, you're sports right. Sports wise, yeah. Sporting events. Like shout out. I know Mbappe didn't win, but sh- yo, shout out to him. That hat trick was was impressive, man. Like nah, I don't know for this. Um, Time to bring some real American blood right back into the conversation. I'm I, I, I'm ready to talk football. Talking about the Giants being the Redskins. I mean, that was basically <laughs> a, a, a a game to get into the playoffs. I don't know what football y'all talking about. You know what I mean, yes sir. yes, sir. I was. I was hyped for that one. I, I just wanted a fucking started. humble that that their QB. Like I hate like I, I, most people like when the backup QB has like their little like magic magical fairy tale run. Not me. Like I'd rather see them get crushed. Yo, <laughs> I, I will say the Giants social media team was on a tear. They, they were do? out for blood after they won. They they shared the commanders. What happened? And then they had the Jordans. The got them because you know Taylor Heineke after every. He beats a team. He gets that team's colors, Jordans. 
they violated him on that. Like, and they, they was they was cooking. Shout out Kayvon Thibodeau, bro. Mm. That strip sack touchdown. Monster, bro. Monster. We Monster. fucking finally got a pass rusher again. Like, ugh. I, I remember when they were saying he didn't love the game and he didn't have any drive and no motor and this and that. Yeah, I'm like, thinking, like, this is a whole different tangent. I just feel like it was Joe Shane, like our, our GM. He put out those rumors, you know what I mean? Just so, like, because... <laughs> exactly, because, like, I remember when Thibodeau was supposed to be, like, top two and not even two, you know what I mean? Like, he was supposed to go number one. And then, like, we have the fifth pick and all these rumors come out. Like, does he even actually like football? Like... I already didn't even like playing it. You know what I mean? Like, he's more of a tennis guy. Like, they call him, like, a locker room cancer and shit. I feel like he uplifted the locker room since day nice. one. Like, you see him celebrating with teammates, crying after he – I don't know why people were hating on that. He got emotional when he uh, he sacked Lamar for, like, the to win the game uh, against the Ravens. And, like, he got a little emotional. People were like, oh, it's just a regular season game. Man, that's that's the love of the right. game, man. That's what he's here for. Uh, like, but by, by, by the sign of like Mo's face, I could tell like he he's he's a little tuned out from the combo. So I'm like, our listeners might be doing the same. Then we'll come here for the football talk. <laughs> they might in the future, but we'll, but uh, no, I watched I watched hey. the game. That was that was some sick shit, dude. Yeah, it's Thibodeau. Shout hey, out hey, Thibodeau. We, we did the we did the international football, the American the football. Like... football. Nah, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Shout out to soccer soccer fans, the soccer knights, soccerites. Uh. But the other nominations for for champ of the week, I, I think I think it's it would behoove us to not mention them because we did have a really good week, especially for a Knicks fan. It's not often you get an eight game winning streak, so we got to shout out R.J. Barrett, fucking thirty point drop last night. Yeah, yeah, that thunderous dunk that really should have switched the momentum where that would have led us to the win. And it looked like it was going that way, but whatever. That's it's neither here nor there. R.J. IQ looks like he finally got his groove. He got a shot mention, back, five of six mention. shot last night. And uh, Mitch, bro, I, I want to say he's probably like the third most important player. He went down and we started to really, you know, couldn't find that guy to get those stops, get those rebounds, most importantly. Hartenstein couldn't get those rebounds. Mitch guaranteed would have gotten the rebounds that we needed. But he, since he came back from his last injury, he uh, really stepped up. He's getting all these thunderous dunks on his own and uh, blocks and defensive anchor and all that. So shout out Mitch. And uh, hopefully... He, he's good to go. He got he got hit in the cojones last night. I think he's gonna be okay. It was a vo- vociferous shot to the to the family jewels. <laughs> like, I, I will say real quick about Mitch. Like, I, I feel like he's at a disadvantage with like these like diff- like all all NBA defense talks because like there's only like three positions or is it two? Uh, they do three all NBA. No, defense just two. Teams, right? All but it's like two. First and all two. Oh, two. Okay, that's even worse. But there's literally only two centers who could get voted in, and you know guys like MB possibly the Jokic, Giannis, like, they're going to get it quicker. And, like, it, it's a disservice to, to Mitch because he's been playing at that level and potential where he should get a nod. Like, even if it's a second-team defense, like, he should be getting a nod. But it's really hard to see it happen just because the way that the voting is made up. I think they should add a third team or something because defense is key, especially in such an offensive-driven That's... league. And we're seeing these guys, like, step up and, like, defend these players. Guys like Mitch who are guarding sometimes one to five you're seeing. And, like, I feel like he deserves more credit, and I wish he could get more credit in terms of, like, accolades because that's how we judge defensive players, you know? But it's a real disservice to guys it, like that. It could happen. I mean, especially if they continue to play the way they have in the last two weeks. I oh, mean, so. he surpassed 500 blocks. I don't know what that is in terms of ranking, but, like, this is, like, his fourth year, and he's already got 500 blocks. It's definitely, blocks. like, Patrick Ewing yeah, at, like, be getting up some there. crazy yeah. number, oh, and then Mitchell Robinson. He might even be, like, I think he's, he might be third, I think. 
I think whatever it can those, like, be and you might be ahead. One of those all times mix stats come up, like it really just goes to show who the fuck Patrick Ewing was. He was that like, dude, it's like, bro. He's, he's just, just for like, sure. for sure. He's like eons ahead of these guys. Like, but yo, I like this. Not it, it hasn't been enough Mitch Love on our pod in a minute, so I want to even just give him more of a shout out offensively. Like surprisingly, like his offensive rebounding when he's not in the game, throws, it's jarring how different it is. Cause like. As a team like us that like we don't really have pure bucket getters up and down the lineup, them offensive rebounds and those second chance dunks, they stand out like a motherfucker. You know what I mean? That's a staple of our offense. That's going back. That's a tip staple going back to the Chicago days. You know what I mean? You had a uh, uh, Taj Gibson, Noah, Carlos Boozer, yep. Omera Sheik always cleaning up when D Rose or Jimmy couldn't like finish up at the cup. When Mitch isn't in there, it's so jarring when Hartenstein's trying to do the same shit and it's just like. It's like a Make-A-Wish kid trying to copy a zero. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not the same. Yeah, they they were calling Hardenstein like Jokic in the East. They should they should call it like Walmart, <laughs> Walmart Jokic or some shit, bro. They were gassing him up crazy. They get like, that's how you know they have never watched the Knicks game. That was the first time like they've watched the Knicks game in like. Since the last nationally televised Knicks game, that was a moment during preseason though, where even us Knicks fans were like, "Yeah, look at his, <laughs> look at his heart and sheen guy. He's he passes, man. We 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 might have a fake." Uh, I mean, to Jokic. be fair, in that, in that Warriors game, he he did have some really timely passes and stuff, but a lot of garbage yeah. time minutes. So really I think I think there's some fans that are going a little too extreme that he's garbage. He needs to get out of here. He's the worst he's that we have right now. I I don't think I, I think he's just not being it's not that bad. you know put in a position for success for his for his skill level. He does need to rebound better though. That that's something he should be doing as a seven footer. You're too you know, tall, like, man. To not be grabbing those two hands, legs. grab the ball, pause. You can do it. <laughs> I just think he's like physically incapable at this stage. It's almost like he is what he is. If he's not as like yeah, he, spatially he, he never aware, was, he was never really he's just a like good, clumsy like, white dude. It's, it's just we always have that on the Knicks. There's just a guy who just can't do that one thing. We need we need us a Plumley. Just like these agile white centers that just could come in, give you that 20 they'd minutes. They'd be popping out Plumlee brothers into the NBA. Like there might be one on the factory so like assembly line it. right now. So uh, Shout out David Zenon, the guy who uh been been uh, coaching Mason Plumlee. Got him on that one-handed shot or left-handed shot that he did. Back, but, no, nah, shout out to Zenon. That's our guy. I mean, yeah, that's why I'm dead serious. I got love for the Plumlees, man. Like They're working with Zenon. You know they legit. <laughs> that's a fact. That's how you know we're legit. Cause ah, we're legit. Ah, <laughs> we try to do the fake humble thing, but here Faiz come in. He's like, oh, yeah, we know people. <laughs> Listen, y'all, Yo. y'all say these names, man. I'm like a kid at a candy store, Yo, bro. Like, y'all see who did the unboxing video, though, that we posted today? I don't know if y'all caught it. I don't know if y'all peeped yet. Oh, but... did ScarJo get hers in the mail yet? Yeah. <laughs> not yet? Nah, no, she, I, I know not. She, she asked for it, though. She like, I got to get back to her, bro. It's been... It's Yo, been just stop leaving her on red. Her <laughs> agent keep I'm calling me on the side. Like, what's going on with Mo? I'm just like, I don't control the DMs on the IG side, man. Hit us up on Twitter. He's just like, nah, Scarjo too classy for that. She don't fuck with Elon. Listen, bro, Sid's going to hear this and be like, what the fuck y'all didn't tell me about Scarjo? <laughs> like... We're kidding, Kuno. Uh, or are we? But, uh... <laughs> but, uh, shout out to Erwin uh, Valencia. He's the... He's a director of health and, uh, you know, I, I think physical therapy for the Knicks. He's always on the front. If you sure. see him, you know exactly who he is. He's always sitting next to Tibbs. He's always with the assistant coach. He's the first guy that gets off once there's an injury. Uh, he uh, did an unboxing video with Nick Shapiro. So he uh, opened it up, and he's down to where, you know, we, we, we got something in the works with him coming up. So just keep, keep an eye out for it. But he has a lot of his own initiatives. So, you know, shout out to him. He – 
he has uh, two things. I want to make sure I, I get them here. One of them is called the uh, Grasshop. Oh, I want to make sure I say it right. Give me one sec. That would just just uh, kill kill airtime right here. How are we doing, fighters? <laughs> one of them, I, I got you. Say, one of them so, is called the Grasshopper Project at Grasshopper Proj on IG. Another one is Gratitude Gang Foundation. That's like nice. that's his bread and butter, and he's he's someone who's like big right. into the whole like mental space and and uh, he he's someone who's helped Randall for fans and yeah and, and for the team fans as well. like the, yeah. The videos with Randall, that's the guy with him all the time, working hard with him. He's the one who put him onto Headspace and whatnot. Yeah, sure. Much love Great to him guy. and much love for, like, his support. And, like, you know what I mean? Things coming, you know? Super grateful and our gratitude cannot be measured at this stage, man. That was dope as shit. Yep. I take his all home, right. I think we uh, all right. wrapped it up. We appreciate you, know, you guys. Yeah. Yes, sir. Holiday. Just spreading all sorts of gratitude. We appreciate him. We appreciate you guys. I appreciate you guys. Yeah, right? We appreciate oh, you too, oh, man. Thank you, you guys. Thank you. Know? Virtual Zoom hug right now. <laughs> <laughs> now it's good vibes because the Knicks have been winning. Like this is this is good. Yes, Knock on wood. Let's, let's keep it going. Yes, we appreciate you guys checking out this episode of Nickish. Make sure you give us that five star review on Spotify and Apple and all podcasting platforms. Subscribe and make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter at NickishNYC. Um, and make sure you check out our website, nickdashish.com. We got the cleanest Knicks fan wear in the market. We got crew necks, we got hoodies and snapbacks and hats. Uh, and we got some, some other stuff in the works. You know how we do, you know, the new year's Subscribe coming up to the site too. Not to cut you out, brother, but most importantly, you want that promo code. We got a flash sale going right now to the end of the year. Subscribe to the website. You get that email, you get that promo code. You, you eating good this, this, uh, this Christmas yeah. time. You know what I mean? You could also rewind back to the first minute where I announced it. But, yes, please subscribe because we Beginning will continue and to end. have. Emphasis, brother. You, you, You're right. Close parentheses. You, you start with opening parentheses. You know what I mean? And then it's the close You're going to buy it anyway. Why not save some money while you buy it? Exactly. 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 Yeah. So, yeah, we will continue to have flash sales. So you got to subscribe for that. We, we're not always going to mention it on these podcasts. But for our listeners here who made it to the end, it, it is holiday nickish. Make sure you cop it today. The sale is going to last till the end of 2022. And as we prep up for 2023, again, this is Nickish. We have exclusive Knicks fanware for you guys that we're making, and we're we got some stuff in the works. So make sure you keep an eye out for that. Uh, so until next time, take care. Happy holidays. Peace. Peace. Peace and happy holidays from the Nickish family.